successive generation became a little larger than the last, although optimum level would take many, many more generations to reach. And the humans spread out across the northern continent, creating holds to live in and halls in which to train young people in skills and professions. Sometimes folks even forgot that they lived on a threatened planet. However, in both holds and weirs, there were masses of reports, journals, maps, and charts to remind the lords and we're leaders of the problem, and much advice to assist their descendants when next the rogue planet approached Pern, and how to prepare for the incursion. This is what happened 257 years later. 1. Early Autumn at Fort's Gather Dragons in squadrons wove and interwove sky trails, diving and climbing in wings, each precisely separated by the minimum safety distance, so that occasionally the watchers thought they saw an uninterrupted line of dragons as the close-order drill continued. The skies above Fort Hold, the oldest of the human settlements on the northern continent, were brilliantly clear on this early autumn day that special sort of clarity and depth of color that their ancestors in the New England sector of the North American continent would have instantly identified. The sun gleamed on healthy dragon hides and intensified the golden queen dragons who flew at the lowest level, sometimes seeming to touch the tops of the nearby mountains as they circled fort. It was a sight to behold and always brought a thrill of pride to those who watched the display with one or two exceptions. "'Well, that's done for now,' said Chalkin, Lord Holder of Bitra, the first to lower his eyes, though the fly-pass was not yet over. He rotated his neck and smoothed the skin where the decorative embroidered border of his best tunic had scratched the skin. Actually, he had had a few heart-stopping moments during some of the maneuvers, but he would never mention that aloud.' The dragon riders were far too full of themselves as it was, without pandering to their egos and an inflated sense of importance, constantly appearing at his hold and handing him lists of what hadn't been done and must be done before threadfall. Chalkin snorted. Just how many people were taken in with all this twaddle? The storms last year had been unusually hard, but then that wasn't in itself unexpectable. So why were hard storms supposed to be a prelude to a pass? Winter meant storms. And this preoccupation with the volcanoes going off. They did periodically anyway, sort of a natural phenomenon, if he remembered his science orientation correctly. So what if three or four were active right now? That did not necessarily have to do with the proximity of a spatial neighbor, and he was not going to require guards to freeze themselves, keeping an easterly watch for the damned planet, especially as every other hold was also on the alert. So what if it orbited near Pern? That didn't necessarily mean it was close enough to be dangerous, no matter how the ancients had gone on about cyclical incursions. The dragons were just one more of the settlers' weird experiments, altering an avian species to take the place of the aircraft they had once had. He'd seen the air sled which the Telgar foundry treasured as an exhibit, a vehicle much more convenient to fly in than aboard a dragon where one had to endure the black cold of teleportation. He shuddered. He had no liking for that sort of ultimate cold, even if it avoided the fatigue of overland travel. 
Surely, in all those records the college was mustering folks to copy, there were other materials that could be substituted for whatever the ancients had used to power the vehicles? Why hadn't some bright lad found the answer before the last of the air sleds deteriorated completely? Why didn't the brainy ones develop a new type of airworthy vessel, a vessel that didn't expect to be thanked for doing its duty? He glanced down at the wide roadway where the gather tables and stalls were set up. His were empty. Even his gamesters were watching the site. He'd have a word with them later. They should have been able to keep some customers at the various games of chance, even with the Dragon Rider display. Surely everyone had seen that by now. Still, the races had gone well, and with every one of the wager-takers, his operators, he'd have made a tidy profit from his percentage of the bets. As he